0: Hi, this is Sam Orgill. Welcome to this week's Living and Working Abroad podcast, where we look at issues surrounding EU Brexit for expats. And what I want to look at today is, is what has to be done to acquire citizenship in, in a country, generally. Uh, so that uh, what are the rules that countries apply for people removing the EU equation? And, and so we can get a comparative view of the impact for EU expats living and working in the UK or wanting to do so and UK expats wanting to live and work in the EU but how uh, citizenship can be uh, acquired um, because as we've found out and we hear a lot of hot air with as the Brexit debate heats up it's about tax at the end of the day it's about customs unions it's about big business and lobby groups uh, protecting their their quarter what what is in it for me whether you're the french government the german government the british government uh, or the big businesses with cross-border relations what uh, eu expats want is to be able to live and work abroad in the country of their choice. And enjoy a, a retirement, a, a business overseas, or, or just a holiday home in, in in a place that is is not uh, where they're living and working. So let's have a look at it at, at these issues and see if we can draw some simple conclusions about the impact of uh, a citizenship um, without the EU involved. Generally, there's five ways to acquire citizenship in, in another country. Uh, by birth, being born in the country, of citizens of that country. Uh, by, by descent, by having uh, grandparents or greater grandparents from, from that country. By, uh, sometimes it can be an historical registration process such as there is with Commonwealth countries or between the UK and Ireland. Um, and Or it could be by marriage, uh, by marrying a person of a foreign nationality, you could then relocate to that country and acquire citizenship. And uh, finally, uh, in, in the absence of any uh, family ties, there is a naturalisation route, which is generally available for many countries, including all EU countries and, and the UK. And um, the the timescale can differ for that. The requirements can differ, and and let's have a look at what some of those are uh, at the moment. For uh, the UK, uh, they have, uh, for example, uh, an investment scheme whereby. If you ever wondered what's going to happen to the Premier League post post Brexit, well well nothing, because. Um, a non EU citizen can acquire uh, EU citizenship uh, with an investment for as little as 1 million pounds um, as long as they live outside the EU um, now if they're an EU citizen uh, it's it's a different rule but currently non EEA European Economic Area citizens with a 1 million pound investment can start to acquire uh, EU uh, a UK citizenship they have to make that 1 million investment in uh, uh, private or public company shares or loan capital or government bonds um, and 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 be in the country for five years but after that time they can then acquire British citizenship so if uh, uh, an international football star comes along and gets uh, uh, a, a contract that's going to pay him, um, you know, uh, one billion pounds a year. Uh, to put that in perspective, we often hear footballers' salaries quoted in terms of a, a week, while a one million salary is twenty thousand pounds a week. So pretty much, uh, most Premier League footballers could have a one million salary, so a five-year contract is worth five million to them. So it's not beyond the wit of uh, a man or a football agent to um, be able to generate the one million capital required to be invested in the footballer's name to enable him to get residency and acquire citizenship over a five-year period. For Spain, there's a similar one million euro requirement Uh, into a a company Spanish company or deposited in a bank You know with the aim that they're making that investment towards investment in a Spanish business on jobs in Holland The requirement is 1.25 million, but again here looking more for innovative companies venture capital investors and private equity investors in Malta it's very interesting because there, uh, the application fee for residency is, is citizenship is is 650,000 pounds. Now that's dead money, that's not an investment money, that's a fee to make your application. You still have to invest 500,000 in property and investment in in Malta and have a, an income to be able to secure that, that citizenship. In Cyprus, if you're non-EU citizen, if you have bought a property worth around €360,000 and you've got cash investments of 30000 and you've got income from abroad, not from Cyprus, um, of 30000 then an, uh, an expat can relocate to Cyprus um, and get a residency permit and acquire citizenship over a seven-year period of time. So uh, it, it, Cyprus is is a relatively easy place to acquire a citizenship for non EU citizens, um, and and you know so the fears about Brexit and being able to live and work abroad uh, can be a bit premature. The point is though is that EU citizens uh, can acquire uh, residency much on a much, a much easier basis so let's have a look at Cyprus again uh, with the lowest cost of getting citizenship over seven years what about their permanent residency status this is a step towards that um, without going to getting the citizenship and the dual passport arrangement so if you're an EU citizen uh, you basically have to prove that you've got a residence in the country and you've got a bank account in the country and you can look after yourself um, and that you've been living permanently in the country for five years. That's all you have to do to show that you've been living and working in, the, in, the, in Cyprus uh, and that you have independent means, so you're not dependent upon the welfare state um, for five years to get a permanent residency to move freely between your home country and Cyprus. Uh, if you've been in Cyprus then seven years, there's a few more requirements to, to get citizenship, um, but what about if you're a non-EU, citizenship, non-EU citizen, what do you have to do to get a permanent residency? Well, y- you have to uh, prove that you've got sufficient income uh, to, to be resident in Cyprus. So whereas for citizenship, you need to show 30,000 uh, a year income, for permanent residency, you have to show 10,000 euros a year income plus 5,000 euros per person, per family member. So, a wife and two kids would need a 25,000 euro income. Um, and that, that, you know, the evidence from your bank statements and your financial means uh, would show that um, the, the income that you've got covers your property, medical, education, and social needs. So a single parent with four children would may have higher private school or medical fees uh, than, than, uh, than a couple, a retired couple. So, uh, you know, it, it, the income may be forced up anyway by, by this review of living expenses, which can be an ongoing uh, inspection even after approval of the application. And again, property ownership uh, uh, of a value of around the 360,000 mark is not a requirement as in citizenship, but it is a preferred issue. So the permanent residency, it could just be rental or a smaller property. If you're maintaining a property in a second country and this is more of a holiday home, would still allow you to get the permanent residency, Um, but The main criteria for Cyprus is that they want to ensure that there's sufficient income to ensure that the the permanent resident doesn't become a burden on the the social welfare state. Um, So as you can see, there's quite a lot more uh, investigation for a non-EU citizen to an EU citizen. And this is what UK expats living and working in Cyprus will have post-Brexit. Uh, and why getting permanent residency before Brexit is a good move for for UK citizens. What we don't know yet is is whether there will be a withdrawal treaty or whether the UK will still drop straight out. However, it is interesting that the UK have set out their stall and they're generally sticking by that in terms of uh, the rules for uh, transition Um, of and guaranteeing rights of EU expats living and working in the UK. Um, The UK continue to assume that there will be a transition period after March 19, running through to the end of December uh, 2020. Um, Now, there may be no withdrawal treaty in terms of a customs union, but there could well be a withdrawal treaty uh, for for everything else. uh, we will see, but what the UK ha- have said is that um, from March, uh, from the period that once the UK leaves the EU on the 29th of March two thousand nineteen, um, expats, including UK EU expats, will be able to apply for a settled status, and they're able to apply for that. Um, um, well, they're able to apply for that from that date uh currently the situation is that eu citizens can still arrive in the in the uk after march 2019 and as long as they're in the country by the end of the transition period if that exists in december 2019 2020 then then they'll still be able to apply for settled status um, and but um Uh, So uh, to get a settled status in the UK, uh, you have to be arrived and living and registered as living and working in the UK before January 2021, before the end of the transition period. After that date, um, then you would become treated as a non-EU citizen um, and a third country citizen. such as the examples that we said be, before, for the uh, the tier one investor in in uh, coming into the UK, um, settled status is open to uh, all EU citizens, but not EEA countries. Now EEA countries are in the EU in all but name, but they've cherry picked and they've got a bespoke. Uh, agreement with the EU, the type of agreement the UK want, but the UK don't want to take the off-the-shelf EEA agreement which Norway, Iceland, Letchstein, uh use. Uh, they want something that's more personal like Switzerland or Ukraine or, or, or Canada or Japan. Uh, the EU's problem is they can't make that agreement with a member state which the UK is until after the 29th of March 2019 so trying to get an agreement so that it can have a withdrawal treaty and during that transition period they can then make the special arrangement with the UK Uh, so this is what will the the transition period is all about Um, so um, So there's no uh, agreement yet on settled status for EEA countries, Norway, Iceland, Liechtenstein, and Switzerland, but there is for EU citizens, although Irish citizens uh, won't need to do that. There's separate historic agreements between Ireland and the UK, meaning that uh, Irish citizens will, will have a right to acquire British citizenship even after the, the UK leaves the EU. Um, settled status is, is repla- re- replacing uh, the legal status of, of being granted indefinite leave to remain. So settled status once granted to um, uh, an EU expat living and working in the UK will enable them to stay indefinitely in the, in the EU for the whole of their lifetime and potentially for their family to to join them to have health care and send children to school uh, to acquire uh, a british um, pensions and and you know a citizenship um, uh, you know as as they qualify that with sufficient years in the country the but uh, there is another factor that the the Uh, EU citizens that are living and working in the UK at the moment need to consider. Uh, Any EU citizen only has the right to the settled status uh, if they're living and working in the UK now, before Brexit date or before the end of the transition period at the end of December uh, uh, 2020, the application will be a simple online application like the the Cyprus version of the permanent residency the the requirements and the the checks will be much much less rigorous than for a non-EU person and uh, as a result um, you know that they will then get the settled status and granted permanent residency in the UK for their lifetime and the lifetime of the family um, but that application has to be made by the 30th of June, 2021. Uh, after that, uh, the, the, this, offers this guaranteed um, low FOSS acceptance of a settled status in the UK will no longer apply to EU expats living and working in the UK. Um, so that, 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 that covers that, that sort of roundup there of of how you can uh, acquire uh, residence and permanent residence and citizenship in in the the country of your choice living and working abroad so eu brexit for expats uh, will have an impact for eu expats because permanent residency um, in countries like cyprus is a lot easier with a lot stiffer tests a lot easier tests than uh, the permanent residency for non-EU citizens. Likewise in the UK. um, Any EU citizen can move to the UK now to live and work. And as long as they're in the UK before Brexit and, and definitely before the end of the transition period, they'll have a right to settle status and to make an application where there's very low level of proof. As long as they're living and working in the UK, They can acquire this settled status and live legally in the UK for the rest of their lives. Uh, Citizenship and naturalisation can then come by living and working in that country for for many years and uh, if not then the barriers to entry go up where skill sets and investment sums um, go into the millions and beyond uh, for people. So. Go to our website at productpartnership.com or our Facebook page, Living and Working Abroad, and you can find out more detail, more blogs, more podcasts and and webinars to see how how we offer services and how EU Brexit will affect people uh, and expats living and working abroad. We've also produced a guide, uh, how EU Brexit... Affects expats overseas property, business, and pensions. And you can find out more there about the impact of, of the changes that EU Brexit will bring about for uh, expats living and working abroad. This is uh, ProExam, thanking you for listening. Hoping you go to our website and find lots of interesting information. Uh, go to our, our social media. We'd love to hear from you. Comment, like, share and we'll engage with you and give you the uh, information and answers and guidance that you need. And download a copy of our guide to keep you informed and we'll see you at our next podcast or live webinar. Thanks very much for listening. We'll speak to you soon.